1: Another incredible Friday, another great wrap up, another evening of me sitting in an airport waiting for my airplane while I do this. So, once again, excuse the noise, but I couldn't wait to record this and to share a story with you to open it up, but also to review the incredible everyday innovators. That we've had this week and the nuggets of ahas and insights that i've gotten from them and if you're new to us i just want to say first of all welcome and second just to remind you that the purpose of the friday wrap-up is to help you take action too to help you pull out the nuggets of wisdom and insight from the episodes to go back and find the ones that maybe you missed but would be really great for you to listen to now once you hear what i start talking about so friday wrap-up is all about you. What do you say with that? We dig into it. I actually want to open up with uh, a story of a business, actually in my hometown of Denver, Colorado, that I think really exemplifies innovation. And one of the fundamentals of innovation, which is questioning everything. Actually, I'm going to add a little bit of a spin to that. I don't think it's just that you have to question everything. I think it's that you have to ask inciting questions. You know, the questions that stir the pot, that make you go, make you kind of uncomfortable when you ask them or somebody else asks them. Here's the thing. Questions in is answers out. And the trap that we fall into is asking the same questions, the safe questions, the questions that we've been asking over and over again. And then we're frustrated when we don't get those different, those innovative answers and solutions we've been looking for. So I want to share a story with you of someone who I think did the most brilliant job of asking inciting questions that really stirred the pot and challenged assumptions And what's come out of that? Ben Parsons is an everyday innovator. And he is incredible. And Ben loved wine. In fact, he worked on a winery. But one day, he got some inciting questions into his brain. One day, Ben looked around in the vineyard that he was working on and said, hold on, why does wine need to be made out in these far-off vineyards that people have to travel to? And why does it have to have names like, you know, Blue Rolling Hills and Chateau blah, blah, blah? And why does wine have to come in these fancy glass multi-serve bottles with, you know, script writing on the front? Very inciting questions. And with those questions in mind, Ben Parsons opened up Infinite Monkey Urban Winery, a winery in downtown Denver. That's right. They make their wine in the heart of downtown Denver. And Ben was one of the first to put wine in single serve cans. Talk about a game changer. Now, if you're listening to this and you're a wine aficionado, you might be going, oh, Tamara, that can't be good wine. I mean, it needs to breathe. It needs to be in glass. It needs to be out in the vineyards. You know what? Here's the deal. I actually don't drink. So you could be right. I don't know. I've never heard complaints about it. But here's the thing that you and I both know. It's really not about that. In bringing wine into the city and in putting it in these single-serve cans, he changed the wine game. He brought in new customers that didn't exist in the wine industry before. They weren't wine drinkers because it was just too fancy for them. He brought back the younger generation, the millennials that didn't want fancy bottles and you know all the kind of hoopla that goes along with wine. They just wanted to pop one open and drink it, he opened up new distribution channels. Because guess what? With single serve, I can take it to a tailgate. I can take it to a party. I can open up one at night without having to, to ruin the whole bottle. I can take it hiking. I can take it on a picnic. Whole new distribution channels opened up. And now that it's in the city, well... I can go experience it. I can go hang out in the lounge, which by the way, if you live in Colorado or you're traveling through Colorado, I highly recommend going to their lounge. It's fantastic. But I can go experience it in a cool, funky area, not make it this whole big wine, going out to go wine tasting to do. All because he asked some inciting questions. What are the assumptions in your business, in your world, that everybody takes for granted? This is how your industry works. I want you to write those down and then I want you to write down some inciting questions that would challenge those assumptions. I think like everyday innovator, Ben, you'll find there's game changing innovation and opportunity on the other side of those questions. I just love that story because to me, Ben, what he's done with infinite monkey urban winery completely changed the game for wine, but it all just started asking some different questions because Different questions in equals different answers out. And with that, let's get to today's incredible everyday innovators. Let me real quick go through the list to just highlight the depth and the breadth of the people that we have today or this week. All right, first off, we had Matthew Fisher, who is an instinctual futuristic, and he is a physical therapist and has a whole different view on core realignment. Then we had Nicole Di Pietro from Jeremiah's Italian Ice, a franchise business that's skyrocketing. She's a collaborative instinctual. She's a VP over there. Then we had Jack Haldrup, who's the founder of Dr. Squatch, which is male soap and beauty products, which is crushing it out there in the marketplace. He is an instinctual risk taker. And then finally... We had Robin Bolton, who's an innovation thought leader, was one of the people who brought Swiffer to the market at Procter and Gamble, who's an inquisitive instinctual. So all very different. And I want to share with you kind of the big aha that I had while I was interviewing them. And I feel so lucky. I just have to tell you all. I just as I'm sitting here in this airport watching the people go by, I feel so lucky that I get to interview such incredible people every single day. Like What a job, right? That I just get to go out and pull out the brilliance out of you all, the brilliance that already exists in these everyday innovators across the globe. So if you're out there and you're thinking, hey, I'm an everyday innovator. I've got some interesting stories to share. Go to our website, go to the podcast page. On the right, there's a column with a nomination form. You can nominate yourself. You can nominate others. We would love, love to interview you. And also, while you're at it, do me a favor on iTunes. Give us a review. Give us a five-star review. If you get any kind of value out of these podcasts, a review would be ever so helpful for us. More reviews equals more listens, and that equals more impact. Okay, let's get into it. I'm going to start with Monday and just simply work my way up. So Monday was Matthew Fisher. Now, Matthew Fisher is a physical therapist over in Montana, but he also created this totally different way of reprogramming your core. And he talks a lot about the nervous system and stress. And it's not just like tight muscles, but really understanding your nervous system and your stress and how it lives in your body. Now, Matthew is an instinctual futuristic. So the instinctual side is very circuitous thinking. So while most of us are A to B to C to D, instinctuals tend to be A to L over to X, over to Y, back to L, like that's just how they work. But because of that, they are brilliant at connecting dots in new and meaningful ways, things that maybe other of us don't see the connections in. They see, they find patterns, they find insights. Insights. You'll hear them talk a lot about, you know, trusting their gut, or I just, I just know it to be true, even though I don't know why. And the futuristic side of him is all about force through the trees. Today's problem is tomorrow's opportunity. It's all about where we're headed in the impact. He talks a lot about the trends and the human body and kind of where we are as evolutionary, where we're headed, totally his futuristic side. And futuristics are all about the impact, right? 10 steps ahead. So the magic in this combination that you'll hear in this interview with Matthew, the instinctual futuristic is he brings connective forward innovation to the table. Here's the thing that Matthew said that really resonated with me. He got very personal and very real when he was talking about battling the big behemoth of a system that is healthcare. And he wasn't just talking about traditional healthcare in terms of like hospitals and primary care doctors. He meant overall healthcare and trying to get a new view, a new perspective embedded into this traditional archaic system. And I asked him about it. I said, well, what, what makes you do it? What, what keeps you going? And especially when you hit those walls of resistance, when you hit those obstacles, when you hit those people who are naysayers, and you'll have to go back to the interview to hear his whole story. But he talked a little bit about how he just believes so strongly in what he's doing that he can't let it go. It's not just that he has passion for healthcare and helping people feel good. That's true but he just can't let it go that it like gnaws at him from the inside out. And it made me think about all the times in my life where maybe I've ignored that little voice inside of me that wanted me to do something or I shut it down or I didn't listen to it. And Matthew listens to his and I give him a lot of credit for that. And it got me thinking about, do I really pay attention to that inner voice in me or do I shut it down? Do all of us, you know, he talked about his being like so loud inside of him that he can't not hear it. But I think that's because he's open to hearing it. And I think for a lot of us, we tend to shut ourselves down or we shut ourselves off completely. And that voice, it's like we put it in a box, right? And we kind of close that box and we throw away the key and then we don't hear it anymore. It's still there. So it still gnaws at us. It's still something inside of us. So I promised myself moving forward after that interview that I would listen to that voice inside of me, that thing that I can't let go. And actually, when I think back to some of the other interviews we've done recently with Sharon Moskowitz, who's the human performance coach, with Gina Schreck, who owns the um, co working spaces, there's a theme of listening to that inner voice of just not being able to let something go. So, the question for myself and the question for you is one, What is that thing that you can't let go of? Even though you've put that little voice in a box and maybe you're not listening to it, it's still there. What's that thing you can't let go of? And then two, what are we going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? What am I going to do about it? So that we live that dream that's inside of us. So I got to thank Matthew for that because he was so, not just knowledgeable about his field and his core reprogramming system, but so clear that this is what he needed to do and put out into the world. I really admire that. But like I said, I actually think we all, all have that inside of us. We just really need to start listening to it.
0: You're listening to Conversations with Everyday Innovators on with Tamara Gondor Podcast. Let's take a moment to thank our generous partners that make this possible.
1: I want to take a moment to talk about my friends at Howdy Puppy. Dogs experience all the same problems as humans when it comes to joint pain, anxiety, digestion, and arthritis. A great way to help our four-legged family members with these ailments is with CBD-infused pet treats. Who doesn't like treats? As you longtime listeners know, my Mastiff, Zoe, is part of my family, but is getting older and has some anxiety issues when strangers come around. Howdy Puppy CBD Dog Treats has totally changed her disposition. And I know she feels like her young, energetic, confident self when she gets Howdy Puppy CBD dog treats. There are many CBD infused dog treats on the market, but the truth is that many of them are overpriced and ineffective. We've looked at dozens of CBD dog treats and found most of them disappointing. Howdy Puppy is among the best brands in the CBD pet business. They deliver consistent quality and their treats look and taste Amazing! According to our dogs, of course. The company makes CBD dog treats in three flavors. Steak, bacon, and cheese rolls. All of Howdy Puppy's CBD treats contain natural ingredients, including high-quality, full-spectrum hemp oil, all sourced and made in the USA. Full disclosure, I'm an investor in Howdy Puppy. But before I put my name on the company... I had an independent lab in Denver, Colorado, verify the quality and consistency of their treats. They are truly as advertised. Go online today at HowdyPuppy.com, link will also be in the show notes, and use promo code Tamara, T-A-M-A-R-A, that's me, to get 20% off the absolute best CBD dog treats on the market. You will not be disappointed. HowdyPuppy.com, promo code Tamara. Don't let them suffer needlessly. Let them enjoy life too. So that was Monday. So next up is Nicole Pietro, who's a vice president over at Jeremiah's Italian ICE. They're in seven states. She's a vice president there. We had such an interesting interview. So Nicole is a collaborative experiential. So the collaborative is all about pulling disparate people and ideas and experiences together to create whole innovation so collaborators are very much about gathering right it's all these different nuggets that they collect it's almost like if you went into someone's room who just collected all these eclectic random bits and pieces and things that's a collaborative but they pull those bits and pieces and things together to create a complete picture to find the innovations like all those nuggets to them fit together And then the experiential side is innovation in motion, in action. Experientials are all about tangible innovation for them. It's about getting it out of their head and and doing it. And as they do it, they find the real world innovation, the 3D innovation inside of it. Motion is their innovation. It's how experientials think. They think in action. So this combination, collaborative experiential, brings whole tangible innovation to the table. Nicole talked about something that I think we often run away from and I think I'm actually pretty good at this but it it made me question a few times. And she talked about tough conversations. And she talked about how important having those tough tough conversations are for ourselves, for our work, for improvement, for moving forward. And she talked about tough conversations really as being a gift. And, you know, the context, you know, and go back and listen to her episode, but she was talking about like, when you have to tell an employee, they're not doing a good job or you have to tell your boss, the numbers are down or, you know, things like that, that are the things we try to, you know, do the, what is it? The Oreo feedback, isn't it? Where you give like a positive, the negative in the middle, and then a positive to try to skirt around the issue. Or you like, maybe not hide the numbers, you're not lying, but maybe you sugarcoat them or justify them. She leans into those tough conversations hard and she thinks they're important. She thinks they're a gift and she thinks they're really the only way to move forward. But one of the things she said in there that really spoke to me is people need to know your intention. If you're going to have those tough conversations, people need to trust you. They need to know where you're coming from and they need to know that what you say is what you mean, both positive and perceived negative. And I think I'm pretty good at that. I think I work really hard at that. I definitely don't shy away from direct tough conversations. Anyone who knows me knows. In fact, my dad used to make fun of me and say that I'm not passive aggressive. I'm aggressive aggressive. But hopefully the people that I work with know that when I'm coming forward those tough conversations, I'm doing it because I want us or them to improve. I'm doing it because something isn't up to our expectations, our standards, and it needs to change. And I believe they can do it. I want you to think about your tough conversations in your life. Do you shy away from them at work or at home? Do you lean into them? But most importantly, and this is really what I took away from this conversation, do the people on the other side of those tough conversations, the other side of the table, do they understand your intent? Are they clear? I think we assume, well, of course, Gail knows that I mean well. Well, of course, Suzanne knows I'm coming from a good place. But do they? I'm not sure they do. I don't think I think we assume people know where we're coming from, but I don't think that's always the case. So I think we have to work really hard to build trust. I think we have to be very clear in how we communicate with people so that they understand the intent and the place that we're coming from. So I wanted to thank Nicole for that. She made me really think about those tough conversations in my life and in my work. And yeah, I'm willing to have a tough conversation, but before I do that am I doing the work to build the trust and to open up the channels of intent and communication so that people know when those tough conversations come, they're not coming from a place of, you know, I'm being a bad boss or I'm being negative or I'm trying to undermine them or, or put up an obstacle in front of them. I want them to know it's coming from the right place so that they can receive it too. So thanks for that, Nicole. All right, next up, is Jack Haldrup, who is the founder of Dr. Squatch, which is a men's skincare line. And it is rocking it if you're out there. Both my kids have it and absolutely love it. My man has it. Like every guy I know in my life loves Dr. Squatch. It's so cool. Now, Jack is an instinctual risk taker. So that instinctual is, remember that circuitous thinking path. Instinctuals pull out the, they, they elevate, I should say, they elevate information Into insights they see how the data connects and turns into patterns and themes they're so good at that and the risk taker the risk taker is all about innovating in the uncomfortable risk takers tend to leap and then figure it out they're not careless they're not even impulsive but it's in that space of being uncomfortable that they actually perform and innovate at their best so this magical combination of instinctual risk taker brings connective bold innovation to the table so Jack talked a lot about what it was like to bring a new product to market, what it's like to kind of try to stand out in the sea of sameness. As you can imagine, the beauty care aisles at any store, anywhere, and even online or on Amazon are totally packed. So he had some really great insights around how to do marketing that stands out with your target market, how to how to drive sales that way, how to stand out and differentiate yourself. So I would go back and listen to that. The thing that Jack said that I actually took a note on that I wanted to remember to just reiterate to all of us is that he talked about the secret for the success is really in innovating at all different levels. He talked about how oftentimes, you know, we think innovation's just for marketing or R&D or, you know, it's just for product development. But he thought about innovation from his entire business. How do you name it? If you look at the names of his soaps, they're so clever and and meaningful by the way like they really speak to the to the target market but in the names in the shape in the packaging in the delivery method in the box when you get it in the uh, marketing copywriting all of it he talks about the key to success is innovating at all different levels now if you have seen me speak if you are in the laundry world if you have access to our digital magazine that comes every month to give you the tools to innovate you know this Innovation happens at all different levels. It happens everywhere and anywhere, big and small and from everyone. And Jack is a great reminder and Dr. Squatch is a great reminder that when you make innovation something that isn't a point-in-time exercise or just siloed to one part of your business, one part of your job, that's how you find success. Innovation is across all of it. I think the success of Dr. Squatch is just... A fantastic example of that. So if you haven't, go check him out. It's super cool. Like I said, every man in my life absolutely loves it. Okay, so that brings us to Robin Bolton, who worked with Procter & Gamble, brought out the Swiffer Wetjet, which you may remember was totally a game changer in uh, the cleaning industry. When it came out, there was no like individual mop type thing. I don't know that I'm saying that right, but you know what I mean. Robin is an instinctual inquisitive. So the instinctual, we've had a few on this week, actually. It's interesting. They all come on in clusters. Robin innovates in two ways. One is the instinctual, and that's all about that connective innovation. That's all about finding the patterns and the insights at A to B to X to Y over to A type of thinking, trusting your gut. And the inquisitive side is all about digging deep, challenging assumptions, pulling back layers. Inquisitives don't tend to like to be on the surface. They like to dig and dig and dig. So that magical combination, instinctual and inquisitive, is connective, deep innovation. Now, Robin talked about something that I am definitely working on, but I know is super powerful. So I wanted to make sure to highlight it in the Friday wrap-up. Robin talked about the power of silence. Now, our conversation was about asking questions and then shutting up, right? So, So when someone asks you a question, instead of jumping to solution, ask a question back and then be quiet and let them answer, And we were talking about how when you're quiet, when you're silent, we're humans. We like to fill that emptiness with words. So the person on the other side of the table, when you're quiet, tends to talk more. And I thought, wow, what a powerful reminder of the importance of silence. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to always be talking. And in fact, the better thing to do is to ask a good question, maybe an inciting question, like I said in the beginning, hint, hint, and then shut up. Now, here's the funny part. We didn't talk about this part in particular in the interview, but shutting up also really works on your own brain. When you are quiet and not letting that chatter go, your subconscious brain has a chance to kick in and do a little bit more innovating for you. And they say, research says, that the subconscious brain is actually 20 times more active than the conscious brain, but it needs a chance to actually have that room. So I love it because that silence, if you're alone, actually works for your own innovative mind. And as Robin and I talked about, like I said, go back and listen to our kind of whole point about this. But as Robin and I talked about, that silence is essential in innovation because it gets you to the deeper conversations. You don't just shut it down. You don't just jump to solution or to um, solving the problem. You actually stop and think about it. You stop and let the other person talk more. You learn so much more that way. Silence is key. What another fantastic week, just to sum it up. We had Matthew Fisher, who is an instinctual futuristic in physical therapy and core programming. We had Nicole Pietro, who's a collaborative experiential, who's in the franchise business, Jeremiah's Italian Ice. We had Jack Haldrup, who's the founder of Dr. Squatch, who is an instinctual risk taker. And we had Robin Bolton, who was at Procter & Gamble and is an innovation leader. And she is an instinctual inquisitive so many different styles of everyday innovators out there. Whatever yours is, it's unique to you. And what I love about understanding who you are, how you innovate, is it is the foundation for creative problem solving, decision making, performing at your peak, having a stronger, more valued voice. And here's the best part. Once you understand who you are, once you understand how you innovate, you don't need to be different to be an everyday innovator. All you have to do is amplify what's already amazing about you. All right. We have another great week coming up. With that, Tamara out.
0: Congratulations. By listening to this podcast, you took another step towards becoming an everyday innovator. To leap forward, visit www.gotolaunchstreet.com and take the Innovation Quotient Edge Assessment to discover your unique Everyday Innovator style and access the Everyday Innovator digital magazine for the top tools, insights, and inspiration at your fingertips 24-7. Tamara will be back with another Everyday Innovator conversation soon. In the meantime, if you got a nugget of value out of this podcast, let Tamara know by leaving a five-star review and comment. Your review equals more guests, more listeners, listens bigger impact until next time